Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey there. Welcome to the program. April 21 in the year of our... Uh, the year of our discontent, um, 2020. Um, it being a Tuesday, I'm hoping my sister's on the other end of the line. Hi, Suze. Hi, here I am. Okay, good. Ay, ay, ay. So, <laughs> where to start? Um, how many people have you heard from that you... Didn't expect to hear from in the last week. Uh, just about two or th- two in the last week, but yeah, I mean it continues to happen. I mean, yeah. I had a I had an email this morning from um uh um from one of our old family friends that you know I talk to maybe once every three decades. <laughs> huh. You know, just uh Well people checking up checking, checking in. Checking in on me and, and our mother and Yeah. Yeah. You know, making exactly. sure we're okay. And it's just, there's just something you know, it's uh, it's just me being my our mother's uh daughter and uh, and I'm the one that got the optimistic cheerful thing and I just keep seeing all of these little um silver um uh, blessings to all of this, you know, that people are reaching out to each other, that I'm having conversations with people that I haven't had in years. Yeah, uh, I mean... That uh, people are sitting down and taking stock that maybe that maybe this country has been blown up bad enough that when we rebuild it, we can do a more equitable job because okay. we will have shown everybody that we yeah. can do it that way. Well, okay, Suze. <laughs> That's my prayer for the morning. All right, that's fine. And and in fact, I have had, I mean, I've had, I, I, someone did call me who I hadn't talked to in some time, and we had such a wonderful conversation. And when I got off the phone, I was just sky high. I mean, I just felt so happy. Um, it's amazing how, yeah, I mean, connection with people uh is so precious and and it's because we're in a situation now where we we value it when there's a fear that people will be taken away from you that yeah, you're, and when we have time to remember what's important as yeah. opposed to all the crap that we clutter our lives with well tis true tis true that is definitely a positive of this but um enough with this positive crap yeah, I want to well. talk I want to talk about the other stuff <laughs> I'm seeing and the the astonishing uh recklessness and stupidity of these governors opening up their states it's um, just awful because they're I mean can we try them for murder I'm not kidding it's no. one thing if these if if these schmoes get sick and die themselves but they're going to take their doctors and their nurses with them you know yeah. that's not right no they're going to take more than that they're going to spread it and the thing is is these are coming in states 
that haven't they haven't even peaked they haven't they, what are these people thinking what the hell are they thinking I, it's it's beyond me i i was just i just saw a sign that one of them in ohio was carrying and it is it said wake up you morons i think morons was spelled m o r a n s <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. I'm <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, and I mean, and it's perfectly natural to you know, uh, you know, start praying for uh, uh, being able to feel a little Schadenfreude as they all start to drop. Well, you know, here's the other thing. Um, I, they are, yeah, they are. They're gonna get sick. Some of them are going to die. They're bringing their children. I know. And we have a, well, I don't even want to talk. I, no, I, and they I, think, I and they do it. think that they're all, that even if they get it, it, big deal. And, you know, for many of them, that's true. But if you just look at the numbers, certainly older people comprise the single largest cohort, those over 60. But it's smaller than those under 60. So more people under 60 have died than people over 60. So clearly, your age is no guarantee. No. Young people are dying. There's no guarantees here at all. I'm looking at a headline today that says, coronavirus testing needs to triple before the U.S. can reopen. That is what all of the experts are saying. Needs to triple. And yet we have these states in the South. Most of them are South and in the you know upper tiers. You have Iowa, for God's sakes, where that governor refuses to even shut down these plants that are, they're just hot spots and they're still having people come in and work. Um, well, and I mean, you know, the local news, we've, we've got a plant here and uh, that, that has been closed. And, um, and the interesting thing is, is that the original packers in the meatpacking plant were mostly uh, white people. And they quit almost immediately and were replaced by people of color. And they're all sick now. It's a hot spot. And when they called them back in and gave them theoretically PPE, uh, somebody was complaining that it amounted to a piece of saran wrap hanging off a headband. Jesus Christ. You know, you're, so, you're talking about you're talking about Packerland packing. Well, no, this one is the same. It's I think it's the same three initials as the plants in Minnesota, and it's um, oh. and I'm just not thinking of who they okay. are, but it's not Packerland. It might have been Packerland at one time, but it is mm -hmm. now some big corporate company that starts yeah. with three initials. Oh, God. Well, you know, you know so, I mean, and this I hear from the hospital because we have an inside source of the hospital. And I had this woman calling me very upset and saying, boy, can you see the equity, the lines of, yeah. you know, of equity right. in who is coming into our hospital? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Unbelievable. Oh, it's all those essential workers who we don't pay anything. Um, those are those are the people who are most 
vulnerable and they're going to uh, well. well and did you see on on uh on our um our our leader's latest executive order that he's threatening yeah. uh, a stop on all immigration, all immigration. And, his, and they're already backpedaling that so fast because guess who they need <laughs> they need migrant workers from guess where yeah yeah they so also they're already they, accepting migrant workers. Okay, and they're going to need, um, you know, doctors, nurses from. Well, if he other can't keep countries. them out, then who does he want to keep out? He well, you know, he's just he's just playing to his base. I understand, I mean, but I mean, you know, when you, get when you read the fine print, yeah. <laughs> well, I no, this is the most. Uh, you know, listen, we don't even have to go there. The most extraordinarily uh, breathtaking. Uh, incompetent, inept, uh, incapable um, administration. In, I mean, this was going to be all of that if the coronavirus had never even appeared, the worst presidency in American history. And I mean, now, gee whiz, I, it's, it's extraordinary. It's, it's extraordinary. This guy is already today um, tweeting about his ratings. He's tweeting about his ratings and how he doesn't care about his ratings, <laughs> which must mean that they're plummeting. Yeah, what, no, whatever. It's just yeah, he <laughs> is insane. Okay, so let's get to a few other um, things that caught. Okay, my... I want to ask a question totally off subject. Did you see the Stones the other night? Yeah. What did you think of their performance? Not very good, but... <laughs> Didn't they look like these four old, old men? <laughs> well, they are. <laughs> They're four old men. And I thought a lot... Of, I didn't watch much of that. I just happened to tune in and saw caught the tail end of them. Um, but I don't know. I thought that... No, I, was, I watched a few things. It was Yeah, and I went... It was mostly a I, telethon. Yeah, I think yeah. I'll watch something else. So, um, uh, oh, so it turns out that um, the financial help that was supposed to help small oh. businesses, I find this so unsurprising. Yeah, unsurprising, though. Well, every, that every, every all every, our neighborhood restaurants, all these poor souls, the the heart, you know, the heart of um, every city's, uh, you know, restaurant scene, all of that. These people can't get two cents, but Ruth's Chris Steakhouse got. Well, there's there's something like seventy five listed companies. Listen, that you know what. You know what Ruth's Chris got? How 20 many million? million? 20. Yeah. Well, 20 million. all give it back. All that money should be clawed back. Back. We know where it went. Now, Danny Meyer, the minute that he found out. Shake Shack. Like, Shake Shack gave it back. And he, he, have, he only had a mere 10 million. He gave it back, as he should have. Um, but this... This crapola legislation coming out of this totally dysfunctional Congress uh, is filled with all kinds of loopholes and gifts. 
to, strangely, um, things like, um, you know, hotels that the Trumps, you know, can jump, jump on. Um, and the fact that Ruth's Chris Steakhouse uh, gets $20 million, imagine how many real small businesses could be helped and jobs saved with that $20 million. You know, it, it's, these loans were intended for businesses with fewer than 500 employees, which but is already I remind you, big. what was the first thing that the president did after that was passed? He dismissed the oversight. That is correct. So and God said, knows what's going on. I am in on. charge of the oversight. God he told knows. You ex- yes. He, he told you exactly on. what was going to happen. And then this happened. So I suggest that we all know whose fault it is because he claimed it from the very beginning. Well. That this is. was his responsibility and this was how he was going to do it. So he did exactly what he intended. Also, besides Shake Shack and um, and Ruth Chris and these others, are you aware that Harvard University got almost nine million dollars? And with their how big is their endowment? I know their endowment University with a billions billions of endowment is for thirteen hundred forty billion dollar endowment and it gets nine million are you effing kidding me wait i'm not done no let me explain though let me explain something Uh, that you might not be factoring in oh about Uh, i know go ahead no a lot of this is because they are medical centers Yes, 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 yes. And the medical centers are um, are are operating at a at a. They are losing money hand over fist, and I yes, don't yes, think yes. that people are aware of that. That's what's happening in Green Bay at the hospital. That I know, I know. So I mean, that is there is hospitals of, are one thing. That's not what it says here. It says Harvard. I don't. I don't think it would. It would have said a medical, medical center. center. No, no, no. But I'm telling you, when Washington University sent out its thing that they were furloughing 1,300 employees and everybody started screaming, they were very clear that it was mostly going to be happening on the medical center campus because they can't. All of their teaching beds are empty. All of their all the stuff that they it's all empty. It's not happening. And I understand. It's not generating any revenue, and it's extraordinarily expensive. I understand. But the CARES Act, which we all heard about, where little people were expecting help. Let me just tell you where the money's going. $30 billion to Yale. No. No, no, wait, 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 wait. No, no. Yale has a $30 billion endowment. Endowment. But it also got a whole bunch. Princeton, Stanford. They all are getting this, this money. Now, uh, this is just the corruption and the inability to help the little people and the the rich just grabbing up everything is is just going to be well, you, know you know what for here, one thing, they have staffs that are totally equipped to do it. I mean, they had their paperwork filed the second that those the signatures were there. They knew the inside information, they knew what it was going to read and they were all well, sure. ready to go. Always the have the inside has track. to wait to find out what it yeah. says. I know. 
So uh, locally here, the big hospital uh, attached to the University of Pittsburgh, um, UPMC, uh, they have, I think, 20 or 40 hospitals, some all around, all around the world. Um, they announced today that they are going to start doing their elective surgeries, despite the fact that the governor has said he does not want that to be the case. So these guys are all big enough to literally thumb their noses because they are. They're losing, they're losing money. That's where they make their money, elective surgeries. Um, and they even sent out a memo telling doctors how to get around it by using, you know, the big words like, uh, you know, life-threatening and cancer and this and that. And another medical... Uh, well, what doctors in their right minds are going to want to go in? I mean, I'm just well, saying, they, I know, any, they, you know... They need the money. The docs, the poor doctors are not making money. Unlike, I mean, unlike everybody else. So... The other thing is, is that you're seeing articles where people are starting to wonder, where are all the people who normally would be going to the ER? Where are the, where are the people with heart attacks, with strokes, with uh, appendicitis? Where are they? Because they're not seeing them. And what's happening, they truly fear, is that people's fear of going to a hospital is going to result in a secondary death toll of people dying because they're not accessing care. Right. Because if you ask any hospital, they say we're not seeing it. We're just not seeing people or they're coming well, people in don't want way the too place. late. Yeah. yeah. The last place they want to go is an emergency room. Exactly. And, and that's why, I mean, and to the extent that they can, hospitals are, you know, basically bifurcating themselves and having right. one entrance, you know, where people um, who are seeking other kinds of help and they aren't allowed any visitors either. You know, you have to right. go in. And, um, and, but, you know, women are, a lot of women are having babies at home these days. Right. I'll tell you that much. Um, the New York Times is reporting that there are easily 28,000 missing deaths. I mean, we, we don't have a clue um, of the real Uh, death rate or the infection rate. Well, did um, you see that uh, Wu, they, uh, China revised yeah. Wuhan oh, up, and even up, that. By 50, up by 50%? Yeah, but I don't trust their fucking and numbers. And they probably go 100% above that. But what I'm saying is, is that uh, who's keeping track? This is a pandemic. People are, the, the record keeping is the last thing on a lot of people's minds. The, um, One of the hotspots uh, in the country is in um, a prison in uh, Ohio, and those the prisoners have been. There's thousands of prisoners in that in that facility, and um, they've been testing. And what they found that is amazing 
is the positive tests are off the charts. I mean, off the charts. Over, I can't, I can't remember the numbers. It's well over a thousand. Okay, testing positive. The vast majority of the positive tests are from people who are experiencing no symptoms. Right. Now, what that tells you is the undercount of who has this and the asymptomatic aspect of this virus is truly unknown. And it makes it even more terrifying. Right. You don't know who has we it. We don't know because, anything. Because the person who's sure they don't have it may have it. Well, just saying. Uh, yeah. Uh, just saying, I'm locked out. You know, I'll see you in 2042, Neen. Yeah, I know. I'll never see you again. <laughs> it's my just unbelievable. Mother keeps looking at me and she's going, is this going to be the rest of my life? And I said, well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it could be the rest of my life, you know. <laughs> None of us know. Um, okay, I've got some emails to get in here. Uh, Russ says, these protests are, oh, these stupid fuck, are just rallies to keep Trump's base united and focused. I was appalled to see the coverage on one of the local stations KD had on the protest. They were, they, they're taking advantage of the one-sided media coverage because no one will congregate like that and endanger others to counter protest. Um, yeah, the TV is, the these rallies, Tag tag uh, <laughs> protests of idiots um, are should really, and I was worried about the contextualness of the media reporting. And as I suspected, it's uh, woeful. Um, every poll shows that even most Republicans do not think we should be opening, relaxing things yet. Um, these protesters are the a fringe of a fringe of a fringe and it should not be played up as if there's this huge grassroots movement going on um just mind-boggling to me um sorry milton i can't for some reason see what you're sending me uh so anyway uh I have a, um, I have a, uh, a peeve because, you know, every day I'm out uh, walking my dog and uh, I go sometimes to uh, parks or sometimes stay on the sidewalks um, and everybody else is out walking their dogs or walking themselves and it's really getting crowded out there. What I really hate, and I'm sorry if you guys are runners, I really don't like the runners. Can I tell you, they brush past you. They touch you. Well, I haven't been touched, but here's what I'm worrying about. They're huffing and puffing and, and leaving a wake, a wake of their their germs uh, as they blow by me. What am I supposed to do? Nothing. Well, you should wear a mask out while you're walking. Well, you here, the science section of the New York Times today has this. A compelling new study 
looking at how air flows around bodies in motion. Now, when you're told to stay six feet away from somebody, that is based on two people not moving. Stationary. Yeah. When a person is in movement, walking or in um, running, the faster they're going, the more you need to separate from them. Think of and yourself as creating a wake. Exactly right. And the, what they're finding is that runners and brisk walkers do create a wake of air behind them that could carry respiratory droplets for 15 feet or more. In fact, some show as much as 30 feet. So if a runner blows by you, they are spewing that shit into the air. They're the ones who need to be wearing masks, but of course they are not because it would impede their, you know, their, their breath. Um, all of, they're calling this aerodynamic equivalent social distancing. And the implications of these findings is that keeping social distance runners and walkers need to swing well wide if they're passing any other person and then not cut back in front of those people who would then be, and I have to tell you when I'm, I, I, you know, I intuitively knew this when I'm walking with the dog and these guys oh, are blowing by me. I sometimes crawl up on people's lawns. Yeah, I do too. And I, and to, I turn my back and, and I try not right. to breathe and for a while. Dog, and I, I use the dog as an excuse. Well, okay. And I curse them. I, I think <laughs> you fuckers, you're killing me so that you can keep your, you know, your body right. and, you know, get on a friggin' treadmill or run around your backyard. But you are, you're killing me. Um, so here is a professor you know that I yelled at a little old man in the grocery store exactly the same way. Oh, dear. Oh. Well, no, no, let me tell you the story. I, I was doing my weekly, you know, or actually trying to do every 10 days thing. And, um, and it always makes me extraordinarily anxious. So I admit that I am probably short tempered, but I had completed it, my task in a relatively easy way. Hi, Blue. And, um, <laughs> and I went to the self-service checkout where I located myself in such a way to be, you know, very on the end and no one was around me. And then this old guy, picture, you know, two short t-shirt, belly button and pants, um, and demanding that the, the woman that's in charge of all of the, che all of those things, check him out. And she being young and he being old, she, I think she was just cowed, so she does. But she takes him right over to the thing next to me. And then this guy stands right next to me. And, of course, he's not masked or anything. So I place my card in between us. I move. But then, you know, I, the scanner's between me and the bags are on the other side. And I, I just exploded in exasperation. 
you know, I said, sir, would you please move to the other side? You are in my space. And he looks at me like I'm nuts. So then I go off and I said, well, I know you think you aren't sick. Maybe I'm sick. Where's your mask? Get over there. And he finally went over there. But I, I was furious. I was shaking. Yeah. He was standing right next to me. How dumb can people be? Are you kidding? You're still asking that question? We live okay, in the United no, States no, of no. America. But I mean, so you're telling We're me that dumb. you're yelling at people. I'm yelling at no, people. No, I'm not too. yelling at them. I don't do that. I just, under my breath, I'm saying, okay, so you lied. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I, don't, I thought, well, I don't like because conflict. I feel exactly the way you do. I thought this guy, you know, in his own self-satisfied comfort, doesn't care whether he's killing me. Well, here's the thing. I care. Yeah. Well, we are at the mercy now of the idiots. I mean, there is uh, no no doubt. Oh, wow. Uh, Milton, I just opened that. Milton's showing me one of the lovely signs um, that was at the, one of the rallies in Ohio. <clears throat> No, it's not funny. I know it's not funny. It's um, it's a it's a picture of a rat, uh, a blue rat with a long, long nose, and a star of David. On oh, of it. course, it's an anti-Semitic trope, right? Right, and it above the Jewish rat, it says, the real plague. So these are, no, make no mistake. Holocaust Remembrance Day. Yeah, right, exactly. Let let make no mistake, uh, these folks that are doing these protests are the worst of the worst. These these are the people who congregate on the rightest wing, fascist, neo-Nazi end of things. Um, and that kind of anti-Semitic uh, stuff is popping up all over the world again. Because anytime there's a plague, Jews get blamed. It's just, it's in, it's just, than what people do for millennia. So there's been um, reports um, of these exact kinds of things, but it's global, that it's Jews who are spreading the virus, that Jews are getting rich off of the virus, and here we go again. This is always what happens. So, yeah, these are the worst of the worst, these sons of bitches. And that is Trump's base. Those are his guys. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, okay. Doesn't anyone want to talk to us today? No, no. Okay. Well, no, apparently you... not. Everybody is just, everybody gave up and started drinking at eight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Oh, I, well, you know, no, yeah, no, I, 
speaking of drinking, oh, what a what a revolting development this was. I finally thought, well, um, I'm just going to order myself some wine of you know wines I enjoy drinking, as opposed to what I can find in the 30 seconds I allow myself out at the grocery store. At least I can buy it at the grocery store. I know I shouldn't complain. But so I ordered a case of wine, and it was showing up really quickly, and it came yesterday, and I open it up, and there it is, and I pull out the first bottle. It's a half bottle. <laughs> I have, I have like, basically airplane bottles of... <laughs> I, no, it's not an airplane no, bottle. It's, it's no, it's a small it's a, half a bottle. It's, it's, a, it's a real half bottle, but, you know... Aw. So why... Did you miss something in the order when you obviously, were... Obviously, obviously. Well, it, but given the price, I it clearly the... Pl- Price didn't alert me, so I'm sitting here feeling like I, you know, really got taken. Well, but that's a lot of us are really getting taken now because, you know, I know uh, supply and demand being what it is, and and uh, people needing some alcohol being what it is. Well, I'll be more careful next time. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, I um, you know, I was just going to say, I, you know, in regard to nobody's calling, the, the, the people, oh, now, of course, we have a caller the minute we complain about it. Thank you. All right, caller. Thank you. Good Hello. morning, Susan. Hi. Hi. Good morning. Uh, I, um, this is Roger. Um, you were talking about, like, medical procedures not happening earlier in the show. I, I caught the tail end of that. Yeah. And it reminded me, I have friends here who, I mean, I have a daughter and her wife live in Brooklyn and friends here, they have a son who lives up in Manhattan and um, he got really sick this past summer and he's been in and out of the hospital a lot. He needs a kidney transplant. Oh, yeah. And he's young and he's a young fit guy too. It's not because of the coronavirus, but it's something he got. Yeah. But he can't get a kidney transplant, and I and it's like, are they saying they're only dealing with immediate life and death situations? No, like it's that? weird because you know there's actually in today's New York Times there is a piece on this exactly, and it I saw there was a doctor who does transplants, and she was looking sort of woebegone, and I'm not. I'm looking for it, but I can't find it for you. But you might want to check the New York Times today about it. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons why these normal things are becoming extremely difficult to do. For one thing, even transport, you know, kidney transplant, you have to, do you have the donor? Do you know that the donor is virus-free? Um, Can you virus transport free? it? Do you have blood? There are blood shortages. Uh, I I don't know. It's amazing. Yeah, there's um I don't know what to say. Isn't that awful? And yeah. and you know, I knew, and one wonders how do we know that it wasn't COVID because because kidney failure is is one of turning the, out to be yeah. one of the hallmarks yeah. Uh, the end stage COVID, and yeah. and the theory is is that it's been around a lot longer, and people didn't know what it was. People going in and getting diagnosis. Well, it's not a flu. It's not this. It's a virus of some sort, and I think it's been here a lot longer than we knew. Probably, well, 
Um, and also, also a neighbor of, and that could be true, but a neighbor of mine um, who were, were good friends and they're very nice. They're Fox News watchers. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think they were poo-pooing this. In fact, just a, a, a week ago, I was outside with her husband and my wife and I are out there and we're keeping our social distance. We have our masks on already. And of course, our friend, he's, he doesn't have a mask on and, and he's home furloughed and, and he kept getting closer and closer to us. Yeah. We kept backing away, backing away. We're trying not to be rude. Well, then I talked to his wife yesterday and now they know somebody who ha- who's dying of COVID virus, of Corona. And I think it's, I don't, you can't say anything because that would just be awfully rude, but it's like, it's gotta be a fuck. It's gotta be a reality check. It really does. For some and of these folks? Are people... Yeah. Well, you know, that's what they said about Trump, that it wasn't until he, a friend of his, some rich guy in New York, got sick, called him that he had it, and then died, died. a week later, that Trump figured out that this was real. Oh, God. Well, listen, we don't have I, – I, I hate waiting for the idiots to catch up because they're, they're just endangering – They're killing us. All of us. It's, it's, it's extraordinary. Do you, remember, do you remember the movie, the thing from 1970s called The Poseidon Adventure? Mm-hmm. Where they, they're Shelley on Winters. And it's, <laughs> yes. And it's flipped upside down. Yeah. And, and, and I can't remember all the main characters – but, you know, the smart guys decide, okay, we're upside down. We've got to go down, you know, you know in their minds. They're, they're, they're walking opposite. They're not going towards the, the deck. They're going to the bottom of the ship because that's what's facing up towards the ocean. And then there's all these other people who are following this preacher, and they think they have to go to the front of the ship. And, 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 and they're in a life-and-death situation. And I think, like, and they just can't help themselves. They have to. This is where I got to go. This is what I know. This is. And I think that even my friends faced with this reality, I think that they're so like they bought in so much. And I don't know if it's pride. They're not idiots. I don't know what it is. I don't understand. The inability to, you know, to change your mind, to think, uh oh, I took a wrong turn back there. I got to back up. I don't understand that. I, I, I don't. Make, admit, admit, admit that you, you took a wrong turn. Yeah, well, I guess they, that's the thing they can't help? do, that admission, um, which is fine. So, you know, <laughs> boy, if Darwin was right, we're going we're gonna to at least lose a bunch of idiots. Let's hope. Anyway, the, the, I, listen. The best, the best thing I could the best thing I could say is I hope that's true. That's a terrible thing to say, but yeah. that's the that's our salvation. Yeah. Okay. You're out of here. Thanks for calling. Right. Thanks for here, calling, everybody. Roger. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 I have a few things here that I want to share. We have uh, Barbara sent this to me a long time ago, and I keep forgetting to bring it to you. But this is Susan, a hopeful thing. Good. The Black Death marked an end of an era in Italy. Its impact was profound, and it resulted in wide-ranging social, economic, cultural, and religious changes. 
These changes, directly and indirectly, led to the emergence of the Renaissance, one of the greatest epochs for art, architecture, and literature in human history. So the Black Death led to the Renaissance. There you have it. There you have it. Yeah. Well, Obama led to Trump. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying, you never know. Okay, little Tony says, to me, the protesters are political. Yeah, the virus, though, is not political. The virus doesn't care who you voted for. The ones who are wearing camo and carrying guns, those are white nationalists. They travel to get here. That's true. They come in from all these, you know, rural kinds of counties. I heard that some of the protesters even brought their kids. Yeah, yeah, well, sure. Mm -hmm. God. Um, Blake says, for some reason, City Paper said your show was for 1 o'clock rather than 10, a whole extra three hours away. That can't have helped. You're saying nobody's listening. What do you mean they said it was 1? What? It's never been 1. Well, I don't know. Somebody left out a zero. Somebody left out a zero. How is... Uh, God. So, um, I have this, I have this thing that I've been reluctant to bring up, but I'm going to, um, do you know the name Tara Reed? Yeah. And I, you, but I can't tell you offhand why I do, but I do. Yeah, because, well, her name's been in the news a little bit. Um, I suspect if you watch Fox News, you've seen it more because they would particularly love this. But it's not something that we can totally disregard. Uh, Tara Reid is the woman who has said that Joe Biden sexually assaulted her. Oh, that one, yes. Oh, and yes, yes. That's why I remembered. Um, and she's a Putin. She's a Putin fan girl. Did you know that? Yes, I did know that. But now here's here's the thing. Um, you know the our side that always says you would believe the women, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, then we get, all of a sudden we don't want to believe the woman. I am bringing this up because it puts us in an uncomfortable uh, place. Let me uh, read what Michelle Goldberg said about her. Um, And here's the negatives, right? Michelle Goldberg says, Reed seems almost engineered in a lab to inspire skepticism in mainstream Democrats, both because her story keeps changing and because of her bizarre public worship of uh, Vladimir Putin. Here's a quote from her. President Putin has an alluring combination of strength with gentleness. His sensuous image projects his love for life, the embodiment of grace while facing adversity. Um, 
Now, that alone is enough to make me think, wait a minute. That's I just, don't think any movement requires you to to, to suspend but, judgment. But the, I I would agree. But that would have been heresy with the Me Too, uh, you know, zealots. You always believe the woman. Well, I always believe the woman if I find her credible. Ah. Reed's account... I, I mean, don't you find a difference between Kavanaugh's accusers and this broad? Yes, but other people don't. don't. Aren't they risking more to come forward than this woman? Well, I don't know. How do you? What do you mean? She isn't risking the same kind of no nastiness coming at her. Oh, I don't know about that. Well. I mean, we're um, talking about her, yes, but that, I mean, that's well, the natural. Well, I'm just saying, I, I, okay, so Ruth Marcus um, writing also about it uncomfortably in the Washington Post uh, says this is a difficult and an important question um, because she's saying, I believe Christine Blasey Ford immediately. And that was the Kavanaugh. Is right. Um, and she says, I'm trying to grapple with, um, with this. And she comes to the conclusion uh, that Christine uh, Ford, who took on Kavanaugh, that her allegations were uh, stronger, um, although... Uh, she says you can't totally, you know, throw Reed aside. Um, here's the thing. Reflexive acceptance of any and all allegations of sexual misconduct uh, against any man is not staunch feminism. It is dangerous credulity, yes, yeah. that risks doing terrible injustice to the accused, uh, hashtag believe all women was a dumb hashtag and a right. dumber approach to inevitably complex fact-bound situation. Yep. And we, um, have, the Duke, we have the Duke basketball team, uh, yeah. was a, to, 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 as a harsh reminder of that. Okay. Then she goes in to read um, her allegations, and it is true. Her, her story changes. She has one person who does say that she was contemporaneously told about Biden doing this thing. Um, but then like there's all this... her shoulders or raping her? No, stick, putting his hand under her skirt and penetrating her. With his fingers, um, <clears throat> I mean him, him touching her neck and shoulders. I believe that. It's me too. Who who wouldn't? Right. Um, but one friend says that she did tell her in in real t- time. Um, so I I don't know. She and here's what the. Uh, Here's what um, Ruth Marcus says about Tara Reed's credibility as she sees it. Um, 
wait a minute, where is it here? She's a confounding figure. Uh, one fundamental difference between Ford and her is the motive. Christine Blasey Ford came forward only reluctantly and without evident ideological motivation. Uh, Reed was a supporter of Bernie Sanders' presidential bid, and the fact that she went public with her allegations just as Biden was on the verge of cementing the Democratic nomination raises the possibility of political motivation, although Reed denies this. And other red flags has been her inconsistent attitude toward Biden. She has repeatedly praised him on Twitter, including specifically for his work on combating violence against women. And this is after he supposedly sexually assaulted her. Right. Um, and yeah, then, then there's her Putin thing. The credibility question is the biggest hurdle, Marcus says, for me with Reed. Uh, Reed does not seem a very reliable uh, figure. Anyway, but she says, my gut says that what Reed alleges did not happen. My head instructs that it is within the realm of possibility, and fairness requires acknowledging that. And there is another point to bear in mind. Double standards work in both directions. Those who disbelieved and diminished Christine Blasey Ford now face the challenge of explaining why they seem so much more eager to credit Tara Reed's account. But that is where we all have to be uncomfortably willing to accept that when it's our guy who's getting accused that we tend to more easily discount, right? And are well, much, I more willing, I, I much more willing to believe if it goes I believed, the other way. I believe that Clinton uh, was inappropriate with uh, Monica Lewinsky. Uh, and um, although my husband didn't, but I did. And I think many, many of us did, even though he was our guy. Yeah, but what might... about, what about not Monica Lewinsky? What about all the other women who said that he yeah they were they were they were thrown out under the bus and they were clearly telling the truth they were thrown under the bus by yes democratic women uh so but michelle goldberg also says reed could well be telling the truth it's not implausible that she was afraid to admit what happened to her before and so came up with you know I don't know, an alternative narrative. Uh, uh, but it's just our sense of Biden, I think, that yeah. also is right. making this difficult to believe. I, he yeah, is a touchy-feely yeah. guy. It just doesn't sound like... That's I mean, I do yeah, think I he's agree. a decent man. I just can't imagine him doing that it just you know doesn't. i don't only think he's a decent man i know he's a decent man i've been watching that guy you know for my whole life and and you know and 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 
yeah, he's way too handsy, but that's that's who he's been all of his life, and he's had two long, good marriages. I no, sorry, uh-uh, uh-uh. I don't believe it. Well, just saying, it's not something that we any of us have have talked about. And I, I, I find it interesting, you know, the silence around it. So I have to tell you, you know, I finished the world's most difficult jigsaw puzzle. Took you me did. Four, it Muzzle took me four puzzle. months. It took me four months and showed me to be either the world's most stubborn person or the world's most perseverant. Um, and then I, I went looking for another one and found it in my own house. It's a puzzle. I can't remember how it came here, but I never even considered doing it because it is, it just looks impossible. And it's mostly black. It's just this black, black attic room and you can't see anything in it. And um, it's called Last Chill and Testament. And I finally, out of just desperation to want to do something, opened it up. And my God, it's not a normal puzzle. It's, it starts with a little book, and you have to read the book, Last Chill and Testament. And once you've read the book, you're supposed to tackle the puzzle. So I read the damn little book. It's very short. And then I opened the puzzle and was immediately astonished to find that the pieces clearly were not the picture on the cover. And it turns out that there is no picture to follow. I'm doing a blind jigsaw puzzle. Wow. And all I have to go on are clues from the stupid story. (laughs) Well, that should take care of a couple of years. (laughs) Well, I've already done the, like the easy part because, but now I am down to a bunch of black and brown because it is an attic scene. It is an attic, but not the scene on the cover. I couldn't believe it. How the hell do you do I mean, anytime you do a jigsaw puzzle, you're always looking at that picture. Uh-huh, so that goes. Uh-huh. And there are no clues. Well, yes, they are. They rest within the words on the written. Yes, page. yes, yes. So, and, and, and that's been helpful. Um, but, man, I can't believe it. And I sit now wasting hours of my life. Well, good. Yeah. I yeah, guess. I mean, it turns out this is, it's convenient and not so much a coincidence that you happen to have hours of a life. <laughs> God knows I do. <laughs> so um, here is a little quote I came upon from Eleanor Roosevelt. Yeah. And um, would that we had a first lady like this. Oh, God. Now, right. Um, she must have said this during a very trying time, and heaven knows she was First Lady during many trying times. She said this, We do not have to become heroes overnight. Just 
just a step at a time, meeting each thing that comes up, seeing it as not as dreadful as it appears, discovering that we have the strength to stare it down. And she's just saying, giving people permission to say, no, 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 just let yourself slowly deal with all of this terror and crisis. Well, it's, what, it's what I used to say uh, a few years ago when I was looking at scary things in the face, mm-hmm. that this was no time to uh, uh, live life with your high beams on. You live life with your low beams on. Uh, and, you know, in that way, you can uh, just just look at what's right in front of you going on yeah Mm -hmm. that's that's how you get through things but i didn't say it as eloquently as she okay got a lot of uh emailers here and let me get them in tim says we're here stop worrying okay um ed writes lynn remember that the renaissance was sponsored by all the rich families like the medicis who survived the plague, not the poor folks who didn't. Yeah, but yeah, but they did they they did better than had been done previously. I think that's the point. Yeah. Keith writes, Lynn, I couldn't stop laughing yesterday. First of all, these pasty white goobers with their guns were picketing an empty building. The governor's not in the Capitol right now. He's at FEMA FEMA headquarters. Secondly, while all these dopes are halting traffic, raising hell, and showing their stupidity through misspelled signs, uh, Governor Wolf holds a press conference and extends the stay-at-home order another week. It was the ultimate fuck-em moment. Um, Yeah, and you know what else has been pointed out? These are the same kind of people with their guns and their camo and their, you know, their macho uh, stuff, who are obviously incredibly weak because they can't. These are the guys who were, like, um, hoarding. uh, These are the, like, the people who have bunkers, right? Well, right. They're terrified at all times. At all times, they're terrified. It's why they need the guns. It's why they need all the ammo. It's got to, why they got to stockpile food. They got to be ready, you know. And here, they've been asked to like shelter in place, like get into your your bunker, <laughs> and they can't last a month without crying. No. I want a haircut. I want to be able to go to my bar. Uh, Okay, Doug writes of Tara Reid, she's a train wreck. Google her slurred Sharknado interview. Okay, maybe I will. Debbie writes, whether she's telling the truth or not doesn't matter. If Trump's accusers are dismissed, then so (laughs) so should Biden's. Trump is president with how many accusers? Why should we dismiss Trump's accusers? 
Trump space says it doesn't matter what he did. So why is Fox News up in arms over this? I don't know right. if she's telling the truth or not. All women need to be heard, but not always believed. Same as Biden's goof-ups. But Trump's goof-ups are always just fine. If Biden is guilty of this, then why isn't Trump? Okay. But the thing That's is, nice one. So, little Tony says, I don't believe her. I heard about her some time ago. There was no news coverage that I heard. I don't know what makes her tick, but something is off. I don't buy a word of it. And then uh, Barbara. Can I, just, can I just throw in one little feminist meme? Which is, I'm amused by all these people pissed off about the government telling them what they can and cannot and can't do. do with their bodies. Welcome to having a uterus. Yeah, welcome to being a woman. The government can't tell you what to do? Where your body can be at any given place? How about, they aren't at least telling you what can be in your body or not, or must be removed or not, or whatever, my God. We're forcing just, you to keep it in there, right? Yeah, Barbara just sent me a long list of all the women who've accused uh, Trump. And uh, not to mention, you know, the women he's paid off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> not, to one, Here's, not to mention the ones that he's admitted by paying off. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, the county has released their numbers for today. Allegheny County has 1,059 confirmed cases. You can bet it's eight to ten times more than that. Okay, four to eight times more than that. Um, and 67 deaths in Allegheny County. Um, okay, so um, that's where we're, we're at. God help us. And um, the friend that I told you about um, that was struggling um, in New York to live um, is uh, Clyde Jones is is hanging in. I, I am so stunned. He is, um, well, I haven't heard anything for two days, but as of two days ago, he was actually out of the ICU after having been in for over three weeks. So that's amazing, um, and I'm thrilled. And another bad news um, of a friend of mine's brother died from COVID-19 in Maplewood, New Jersey. Susan Jenny. Oh no, brother. Well, and um, and a friend of my daughter's lost her grandparents in New York. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, people are dying. And by the way, that was because, uh, not because they were in a nursing home, but because they had home health care workers that had to come and go. And they were asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Sorry to end on that, but uh, yeah. that's it. That's where we are. So, hey. okay, I'm done. Okay. okay, I am not. You know, I have good days and bad days. I woke up this morning and I was. I thought mm, this doesn't feel like a great day to me, but 
whatever. So um, that's all I'm doing today. Susan, thank you, though. You're welcome. Well, I hope your day turns out better than you think. Go look at brown and black puzzle pieces. Don't think I won't. I know you will. It's right at the other end of the table. It's been staring at me the whole time. (laughs) I know. You've been itching to get at it. I know. Okay, well, congratulations for not doing it as you spoke to us. Okay. (laughs) Not that bad. Okay. Thank you all. Okay. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.